Hi there. I am feeling a little grieved (laughs) and I I want to just share what I'm feeling a little bit grieved about in this episode. Uh, I apologize ahead of time if it's going to sound like I'm all over the place, but if you've been listening consistently for a little bit, then you know that sometimes I get emotional and passionate uh, about certain things. And so I try, I'm, I'm going to try very, very much, just like yesterday's episode, I'm going to try very much to keep it productive, but I'm feeling a little grieved in my spirit <laughs> just about the future of uh, our weight loss industry, about the future of, of weight loss, uh, of weight issues in this country, uh, maybe even across the world, because I have recently just through one-on-one discussions and group discussions with individuals who have been struggling with their weight since childhood. Um, I've recently come to just some realizations that have me thinking that as a, like a weight loss industry, as a fitness industry, I believe that we may be a lot farther off track than we think we are. And that grieves my soul. Uh, So I'll share a little bit about the conversations that I had today. But first, just in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach, a nutrition uh, certified nutrition consultant on my way to becoming a stress management coach, certified lifestyle coach. And my approach to weight loss is all about creating the lifestyle changes that are necessary to balance the metabolism and bring stress hormones low so that weight change, weight loss, body transformation, those things can just happen effortlessly. There are a lot of lifestyle factors that are standing in the way of us having the willpower, the discipline, the consistency to make the right choices that we already know we need to make. And that's one of the things that I keep hearing so much as people are, you know, are like, I have the knowledge, I have the education, I have the information, I have been studying all there is to know about this my entire life, and yet I can't seem to filter through this information to make it work for me or to figure out what works for me. And so rest-based weight loss, you know, this, this form, this strategy of weight loss that I talk about and what this series is about, it's about teaching you how to filter through that information, teaching you which lifestyle areas you have to look at and dig in for yourself, and then begin to make those connections so that you can start making changes and choices that will, uh, like I said, lead to effortless weight loss. You know, uh, weight loss is not, weight loss is not supposed to be strenuous. It's not supposed to be stressful. It's not supposed to be frustrating. Um, it's just supposed to happen. So that's what this series is all about. If you want to, if you want to just figure out, you know, where it is right now in, in your life in the four major lifestyle areas that I personally that I uh, coach people on in in making transformation and there are four specific lifestyle areas and so if you want to know how you're doing in those four areas right now um, you can complete a quiz I created a quiz you answer some uh, some questions about the four different lifestyle areas and based on your responses at the end of the quiz you get a percentage score in each category and with a little message that might say this, you're doing perfect in this area, keep it up. Or you're, you know, you have some work to do. There are some changes that you should make in this area. And then at the end, you know, overall, uh, an overall message about how you're doing. 
So if you want to find out what how you score in those four different lifestyle areas, then go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz. I'll link it in the description of this episode. Okay, <clears throat> so let's get into it. I'm going to try not to get too emotional, but I was, I put together some focus groups with uh, just some ladies that I've had the privilege of being able to coach over the last several months and in putting together a weight loss challenge for them. And, uh, I, I put together, I put together a focus group, uh, a video conference where I asked them to share their stories with me. I asked all of them to share how they, what they grew up with when it comes to like nutrition and diet, you know, what was their childhood experience like when, like when it came to their relationship with food and then what led them up to this point specifically that brought the, the two of us together, that brought us together, what led them up to the point that said, I have to make a change. There's something I have to do about this that uh, motivated, that motivated them to pursue diet and exercise in the first place. And so individually, I allowed all of them to speak and I could not help. There was a, there was a repetitive pattern of very specific childhood experiences that 100% shaped the way that they behave with food right now. So whether or not that it was shaped in a positive way or a negative way, their childhood experiences with food shapes their current actions 100%. And what does that, what does that look like? Well, there were a couple ladies in the group who, who were raised in the depression era. So their, they were raised in the depression era or they were born right after the depression era. So that means that they were taught from their parents to not waste food because their parents had just come out of or were living in a time of scarcity and lack of, lack of resources. And so if you, if they had access to food, you could not, they, they they raised their kids to, to finish their plate, to not waste anything. Okay. There was someone else in the group who mentioned the fact that, uh, she knows a lot of people who always carry food and snacks in their purse just in case they get hungry. Now, where does that come from? Well, that comes from an era, a period where there wasn't where there, there was no access, there was no immediate access to sustenance in case, uh, in case, you know, you ran out of food or in case you got hungry, there was, there wasn't as immediate access to, to those resources. And so even though today in most countries, we're living in, in areas where we have pretty much 24 seven access to food. We're living in that time right now. And yet there are people that are still walking around with snacks in their purse, uh, that are still walking around with snacks in their purse. Not, I'm not talking about people that are, you know, are on a very specific health and fitness regimen and you know, they they carry like protein powder and stuff in their, in their purse. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are afraid of being caught somewhere without food. Where did that fear come from? That came from 
the the home that they grew up in that that came from the experiences that were instilled to them as instilled in them as children so that was the the first thing that really stood out to me during the focus group discussion today was i saw a connective pattern i saw a connective pattern between childhood and their current like their current struggles or the struggles that led them to gaining weight Here's the second pattern I saw. In every person that mentioned something like this in the focus group discussion, every person mentioned around middle age, somewhere around menopause age, somewhere around their 40s or 50s, everyone mentioned that they experienced a very stressful it was either a a singular stressful traumatic event or it was a series of stressful events that led to them abusing food and using food as their source of comfort and coping and when they combined that change in behavior with food with the changes that their bodies were going through at the time Okay, because this was usually around 40s, you know, the 40s and 50s. Those things combined led to like 20, 30, 50 pound weight gain over a matter of just a few years or a matter of a couple years. Weight that they had never put on, you know, that they never struggled with before. Weight that uh, had never come on before, but as a direct result, or it was weight that had come back after they had been able to sustain some weight loss for a, a few years prior. And I couldn't help, but I couldn't help but be fascinated. I couldn't help. This is what I couldn't help. I couldn't help this. I was sitting there listening to these ladies share their stories and I'm like, and so as a weight loss community, as a health and fitness world professionals, we honestly think that solving these issues, that solving weight issues is as simple as putting people on a diet and giving them a workout plan? What? You're talking about some people who were raised in poverty or who were raised in environments where they did not have enough to meet their basic needs. So whatever they did have, they had to eat and utilize they had to consume all of it and use all of it there was no such thing and no opportunity for waste and so if that is what's established inside of you as a young child how are you going to tell that person who's like 40 50 years old now that they can't figure out why it is that they can't get up from a plate that that's not empty. They have no idea. They're sitting here telling me, I have no idea why it is that I can't stop eating even when I'm full. If there's food on my plate, I don't know why I can't, I can't just not eat it. 
So you're telling me that the solution to these to these people's problem is to put them on a, a is to give them a, a workout plan and have them follow a diet? It grieved it it like it grieved my spirit. It grieved my spirit because what I realized during the conversation today is that especially when these, you know, especially when some of these women would say, I don't know why I do this. And I even ask myself, why am I eating like this? Or why, why do I have to force myself to get up and go outside and go for a walk? When every single time I feel so much better when the walk is done, why do I why don't I feel, you know, why do I struggle with that? What's wrong with me? Like that, oh, like that rips me apart. You know what I'm saying? For, for people not to know, like not to understand, why do I behave this way? Why do I make these choices? And they're following everything that we're telling them to do. They're eating the things that we tell them to eat. They're exercising how frequently we tell them to exercise. They really truly believe that these solutions that we, you know, that we give them, that these solutions are going to finally be the key to turn things around and change their behavior. And it's not. It it adds like a temporary band-aid kind of fix you know, to maybe some extra pounds, maybe some extra water weight and a little bit of fat that they've gained, but it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't undo, it doesn't undo what has been instilled in them. It doesn't undo what is ingrained in their psyche, the behaviors that have been ingrained in them since youth, since they were young. Running on a treadmill, lifting weights, and eating low carb. Like, how does that fix anything? How does that fix anything that's going to lead to sustainable weight loss? It doesn't. And the one thing that I said during the focus group today is I am starting to believe that because the fitness industry has found some strategies based on science and based on medical advances has found some strategies that have allowed so many people to achieve temporary temporary results and by temporary i mean if you haven't been able to sustain sustain your results for over five years then that's temporary If within five years you have gained back at least part of the weight that you've lost, then that means that the strategy you followed was not the right one for you. It didn't work for you. But I think as a fitness industry and medical in the medical industry, because we found these strategies that uh, have provided millions of people over the past 20, 30 years with temporary relief to their weight issues, I believe that the whole entire industry has said, well, let's just drill down on what we've already created and perfect what's already out there instead of taking a step back and saying, maybe, maybe we've got this all wrong. So 
So this is this is definitely just changing the traje- the trajectory of my role in the fitness space, in the weight loss space moving forward. It it completely changed. You know what? I'm 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 done. I I was trying really I was trying really hard to like fit in, <laughs> you know. I was trying really hard to like here are here are three weight loss tips for beginners. Here are, you know, three tips to losing your first 10 pounds. Like guys, I'm sorry. And I feel like I just, I feel like I just started. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm trying, I've been trying to fit into what is already out there as a means to just be able to, to get my name out into the weight loss space and to, and to add my rest-based weight loss as uh, just a drop in the bucket of all the other options out there, but I can't, I can't. There are people that are suffering. There are people that are suffering. There are people that are, that are just, I mean, one of the, one of the people in the focus group today was talking about how she took on a really stressful job that was so oh my gosh, it caused so much emotional distress and that it instilled a level of anxiety in her that even as she was talking, she started, she started tearing up and it, she had to like stop and catch her breath. Like her experience in that job years ago, even though she's not working that job anymore, just her talking about it activated a physical response of anxiety and stress in her as if she were uh sitting right there in this situation and you guys want to know and you guys want to know three tips to lose your first 10 pounds in a week in 30 days forget it i'm sorry like we need something we need something more we need something different and I'm, I'm committing myself to, to bringing that difference, whether two or three people end up knowing my name, you know what I mean? And end up working with me and end up, uh, signing up for my services, you know, whether I have to spend the rest of my entire life, like seeking financial stability, you know, in, in other areas, if, if I can just... I can't be a fake and a phony about this. Not when there are people that are out there that are suffering. Not when I have at least the, the at least I have the tools and and the research and the knowledge and the discernment and the understanding to provide a, a starting point at the very least. I might not be able to get you all the way there. I might not be able to do like the whole entire surgery, emotional surgery and and psyche surgery to undo some of these patterns that have been burned into your brain since youth I might not be able to 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 take you all the way out but I could at least get you on the operating table like I could at least take you part of the way do you know what I mean and I I, and I, I have to dedicate I just have to dedicate the rest of my my career and the rest of my my career in this space in this professional space to just to continuing to learn as much as I possibly can. 
so that I can provide the strategies for 100% total transformation of the mind, of the body, and of your health. So, uh, on January, I'm really excited about this. On January 21st, I believe it is, I am launching a 12-month group a 12-month total body transformation program for 12 months, for 365 days, for a whole entire year, we are going to break up our total body transformation goals into 12-week segments, quarterly goals. So every quarter for the year, we are going to work on the one, the, the four specific lifestyle changes that are required to transform our mind, our body, and our health forever, forever, so that the transformation that we achieve will not be undone, will not reverse itself uh, as soon as we stop. We're gonna use, I'm going to use the the latest and the, the most current and cutting edge research, exercise science, nutrition science, neuroscience, psychology, and stress management techniques, the most cutting edge, the most recent. I'm gonna use all of, all of that information to put together a, uh, a program that will transform from head to toe. So that yes, you can build the body that you want, whatever. <laughs> yes, you can build the body that you want, but more importantly, so that you can achieve the health that you want. Because a lot of people that I'm talking to, they're starting to realize that they don't actually really want the six pack. The six pack would be nice. There are some people that actually don't even want the six pack at all. They want to avoid a future where they find themselves sick and incapable of taking care of themselves. Or they wanna create a future where they are where they have vitality, strength, and and a, and are and are in a picture of health all the way up until the end of their life, and that has become more important to them than anything else. These are the people that I'm creating this program for. These are the people, and and we're gonna do it as a group. We're gonna make the transformation as a group because, in my experience. My group, my groups that I've coached, they experienced more changes and they had better results and more sustainable results than people that I've coached one-on-one. So start, let's start here, like let's start here. If, if that's something that you wanna just get more information about or something that you wanna look into a little bit more or something that you know for sure uh, that you wanna be a part of, then go to uh, go to operationfixmylife.com slash stress health quiz. The link is in the description. Fill out that quiz. Let's just start there. Let's start there and then we can, you know, we can take it from there. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. I am your host, Lene Urban. This has been uh, another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Series.